Welcome to Sex Unshackled. I am Becky Krepsley Fox, and this podcast is where sexuality and spirituality meet. Today on Sex Unshackled, I have Susan Bratton with me. Susan is an intimacy expert. Together with her partner of 30 years, Tim, they have created their companies, The 20, LLC, and Personal Life Media Incorporated. They have been guiding lovers around the world and across the gender spectrum onto the upward pleasure spiral, where sex just keeps getting better your whole life long. Susan has a selection of blood flow supplements and sexual energy bars that enhance your lovemaking. She has created books and video programs to offer practical pleasure techniques that can be accessed from anywhere. I am super excited to have Susan here with me today. Susan, can you please tell the listeners what brought you to this work? Well, I love, thank you for having me, Becky. First of all, you have such a great show. I really enjoy it. And um, I wasn't living up to my orgasmic potential, (laughs) which is what this subject is about today, how to live up to your orgasmic potential. When I was in my mid-40s, I was 11 years married, and my husband and I had really become estranged in the bedroom. He wanted sex all the time, and I didn't really want it. And I didn't want it because I'd been having sex with him for over a decade and never had an orgasm from intercourse. And I was just not satisfied. And it started to ruin our marriage. It's, you know, he disconnected emotionally from me because I disconnected physically from him. We were living a platonic relationship. He was having an affair outside the marriage with a woman whose husband wasn't having sex with her to try to cope with the situation and stay with me because he loved me. And one night we just got very truthy with each other and said, uh, you know, I said, it's just... I don't know. It's just not good for me. And he was crushed to hear it because it was so good for him. It's so easy for men compared to women to have orgasms from intercourse and said, well, let's fix it. What do we need to do? And we started down the therapy route and that was somewhat helpful, but really not that helpful. What was really helpful for us was that we, we live in the San Francisco Bay area. We were in the Silicon Valley and we had access to a lot of sex workshops, weekend workshops, tantric lovemaking, orgasmic meditation, the Human Awareness Institute. They, we, it's lousy with sex workshops around the Bay Area. And at the minute we started going, it was both super edgy and really challenging. At the same time, it was invigorating and life affirming. And very quickly, we got great skills. And it was at that moment that our sex life got on what I call the upward pleasure spiral. Now, 30 years this year with him and my sex life with him has never been better. It's very exciting at the same time. It's also, he's just really knows what he's doing and I know what I'm doing and we co-create an incredible amount of pleasure together. So that was the journey. And once we realized that sex is a learned skill and also that all women can Inter, can have orgasms from intercourse without even touching the tip of their clitoris. All women can have orgasms strictly from penetration. 
and a lot of sex experts are like, it's all about the clit. It's all about the clit. Well, the thing is the clit wraps around the entire vaginal canal. So you don't really need to touch it. It needs to be engorged and have blood flow. We need a clitoral erection. We need to have a, yes. a vulva hard on. And that's what I think is really missing for women and why so many women think, well, I just, I'm just not the kind of woman who can come from intercourse. Oh, my clit must just be too far away from my vagina or whatever. There's a million excuses. And because it's so easy for their male-bodied partner, their male-bodied partner says, yeah, I know, sorry, it's, that's your problem. It's not my problem because I don't have that problem. So they never try to fix it because the, if they just got the message, all women can have orgasms from intercourse just strictly from intercourse. That's it. And if they go, okay, then how do I do that? Tell me more. That's where I think so many heterosexual monogamous relationships, which are what most people are in. That's the trend. That's the pivot moment. Like, oh, it's not me. It's my skills. That's why Tim and I started a company called Personal Life Media, where we basically teach orgasm skills. And we have 20 different programs that teach all kinds of orgasm techniques. I've got a few free things for your listeners, things that I think make a big difference. And then we launched a supplement company because one of the things we realized is that there's, there's really three legs to the sex stool. The first is you have to have some skill and that's learned. We can all make babies, but we can't all just, know, we don't know what we're doing. We need to learn. There's Hundreds, if not, I've written hundreds of sex techniques and pleasuring skills, just me from the things I've learned and can think of. So there are thousands of options for pleasure, but we do maybe two or three and we just kind of get stuck in that groove instead of pushing ourselves to learn more. So skills, orgasm and pleasuring techniques, how our bodies work, et cetera. The second thing is communication. So I have a lot of communication techniques that help people make it really easy in the bedroom to give each other the feedback that's required to get better in bed. And then the third leg of that stool is sexual health. Our genitals are part of our physical health and they go through their own trials and tribulations from a health perspective. So what can we do to have ageless sexuality where all of our parts feel really good throughout our entire lives because we were born sexual and we die sexual if we're open to continuing to expand our sexuality? So I think, especially when people are growing up, they aren't aware that there's sex education and they're kind of thrown into these sexual situations and they feel like they have to perform in a certain way and they don't know how they're supposed to perform, but they think, oh, it has to look like what I've seen in porn or what I've seen yeah. in the Hollywood movies. And to know, well, actually, there are people and places now where you can go to perfect these skills because we're not you know, walking out of the womb knowing how to give the best vaginal orgasms. And actually you can now learn this stuff and it doesn't have to be a natural talent, but it can be a learned talent like everything else, like cooking, like writing, like reading, like learning, you know, you can learn this stuff. Yes, and I love to teach people <laughs> how to transform having sex into making love. My brand, if you will, is passionate lovemaking techniques, heart-connected, conscious lovemaking. These are my words. This is my word salad of pleasure. <laughs> All organic. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, what is the difference between sex and lovemaking? I think sex is friction. 
and lovemaking is heart connection and the ability and willingness to surrender to your pleasure together and to co-create orgasmic ecstasy that is a one loop between lovers. That's the spiritual sexuality that is so much a part of what you talk about in your own practice. And that's what I tend to not use the words spiritual because there are so many people who feel like that might have some impact on their religious or faith-based perspectives. So I just call it heart connected. But when you connect your breath, when you connect your gaze, when you connect your heart, when you connect your limbic system, when you get into a conjoined trance state, when you know how to not only get into orgasm, but stay in orgasm and have full body orgasmic pleasure expression that goes on and on and on for hours, then you're really starting to get into some skill level that is extremely satisfying, nurturing, grounding, rebooting and also deeply intimate and connecting mm. and I think you can make love to yourself as well right yes and this is what people are not really doing because still masturbation is has got so much shame wrapped around it and it's you know do it when the partner's out of the house do it really quickly do it really quietly don't make any noise and yeah. that's not really making love to yourself and how yeah. would it be to change the perspective on that and use some of these principles that we're talking about in solo sex too. Agreed. <laughs> so you talk about this upward pleasure spiral yes. and I know you have personal experience of that, like you just told us. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit more about it? How can people embody that into their lives? Because I think a lot of people feel at the beginning is when the beginning of a relationship is when the best sex is. And then it just kind of plateaus, flatlines, even gets um, worse. So how can they keep it going up across the lifetime, across the longevity of their relationship? Yeah, if every, if every sex, sexual relationship you've had has gotten worse instead of better over time, that's just a lack of skill. Mm. So learning techniques and there are 20 kinds of orgasms that the male body can have and 20 kinds of orgasms that the female body can have. There are essentially three different categories of orgasm. There are locations to stimulate. There are physical and mental techniques to use. And there are tools, toys and objects to leverage. And when you when sex keeps getting better, it's because you've decided that you want to communicate and you want to learn new techniques and you want to try them on each other and you want to work through any conflict that comes up rather than running away or packing up and leaving. You know, one of the biggest issues is people get really cranky when they are not sexually satisfied. I know for myself, my yoni, and I use the words yoni and lingam, they're tantric lovemaking words. I know you know, <laughs> <laughs> Becky, but for, your, for anyone who's listening, yeah. the yoni is the female vulva and the lingam is the male penis and testicles, essentially our genitalia, but in pretty Sanskrit language. And the, when I am not getting enough orgasms, when I'm not getting the right kind of stimulation, I get super bitchy. Mm. I really get irked, cranky. I feel put upon. I'm kind of miserable. I'm in a bad mood. I'm harumpity grumpity. And that's how we are. 
And a lot of times when we get cranky and we have unmet desire and we are bitchy, we're mean to our partner. And then our partner takes it personally and they get and they get hurt and then they withdraw because they thought they were doing a good job and it turns out they're not doing a good job. So these are very difficult things, which is why one of the techniques that comes from my sexual soulmates, the six essentials to connected sex book is the sexual soulmate pact, which is um, an agreement between partners where you're just going to tell each other the truth and don't shoot the messenger because we live in animal bodies. We like to think that we're some lofty thing, the homo sapien, but we're actually part of the great ape family. So we're up in that tree of life. We're not looking at all other animals. We are animals. We live in bodies that are subject to hormones and neurotransmitters and our, how our cortisol levels and adrenals are doing and how much sugar we've been cheating on and how much drinking and drugging we've been doing and how much sleep we've been getting or not getting and where we are in our, in our menstrual cycle. Even after menopause, we still run on a 28-day cycle as women. How is our partner's testosterone levels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so all of those things go into play in addition to all the emotional stuff, like the performance anxiety that you feel, the body shame issues that you have. So overcoming all of those things takes conversation and learning how to make it safe is the trick. Getting your partner to want to hear everything and anything you have to say in every moment and encouraging you to do so and appreciating you for doing so is the goal, if you will. And I do think orgasm is the goal of sex as well. I think there are also a lot of sex experts out there who say, don't, you know, don't be orgasm focused, let go of the goal. But really, to me, that seems like a cop out when giving and receiving orgasms is actually pretty easy to learn. So instead of making an excuse for, for not knowing, just learn how. My God, it's so easy once somebody just tells you what to do. And there's tons of experts out there with tons of self-study programs. You pick the expert. You, you may or may not like me. Some people love me. Some people are like, I don't know. That's not my person. My person is someone else doesn't matter to me. There's plenty of peop in the, people in the world and I help so many people, millions and millions. I'm good. But if I can <laughs> help you, if I can if I can give you free things to get you started so that all of a sudden you try something and you think to yourself, this is exactly what I needed. What else can we do next? And that's really that's another one of the six essentials, which is erotic play dates. Couples that play together, stay together, especially in the bedroom. When you learn new things, you create new relationship energy. New relationship energy can happen 30 years into your relationship. It is never too late to get some skills and practice some pleasure. So I know sometimes in my practice, I have to so say I'm saying say I'm seeing an individual, but they have a partner who's not in the room with us. Mm -hmm. And they might say, well, I've tried to tell my partner that what they're doing isn't working or that I like this instead. But the partner gets really defensive. Yeah. Do you have any advice to someone who's in this situation? Because I feel like sometimes one person in the partnership is really open-minded to actually, let's be curious, let's explore, let's communicate. But the other person is maybe a bit more insecure or they're not ready or they're feeling insulted. Do you have any advice if that's the case? 
Yes, that's the sexual soulmate pact. And I could do, I could mm. spend the rest of the time going through that with you, or we could just have your listeners download the pact, mm. read the technique, and get the answer. And I'll go either direction with you, but I know you had a lot of questions for me. And since I <laughs> answered that completely in the sexual soulmate pact at sexualsoulmatepact.com, we, we might just send them there, but it's up to you. I can do, I, I'm, no, I'm, let's do that. That's part I'm all yours. So you go, I'll take you, I'm on your ride, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I know you've been, you know, busting that myth about everyone with a vulva can yeah. have a vaginal orgasm. Yeah. I'm wondering if there are any other myths um, for vulva owners or also penis owners um, that you think is important to kind of bust. Yeah, there's a couple of things. One is for penis owners, um, I, I think the number one thing is that most men aren't aware that ejaculation and orgasm are separate systems in the body, that, that, yeah. that they can choose to work together, but that they don't. And your interview with Cameron Frazier you know, really began to touch the surface of the concept of what I like to call ejaculatory choice. Mm -hmm. the, the notion that a man doesn't necessarily have to ejaculate to have an orgasm, he can have full body orgasms, heartgasms, braingasms, tons of different kinds of orgasms. And the fact that men can have 20 kinds of orgasms, not just the one they're having. And for a lot of guys, they say, well, I just, I like what I'm having. It's good. It's good enough for me. Mm. And that's fine. But for the men who are listening, and if you're thinking to yourself, there's 19 more I can have, <laughs> then you are the kind of person who is a sex, a lifelong sexual seeker, a sexual learner, a person who's personal development mindset oriented, who knows that when you learn new things, you expand your skill set and your joy and your pleasure, etc. Mm -hmm. So number one thing for men is, I think, understanding that men have been really shortchanged with regard to orgasmic potential. Uh, the women's magazines are covering more kinds of orgasms that women can have. They're covering uh, female ejaculation, G-spot awakening, anal gasms. Uh, you know, they're getting there. They're moving beyond clitoral. They're, they're, they're learning about the, the cervical gasms and, and, and we're getting more vocabulary around it. But for men, it's a wasteland. And that's ridiculous because one of the biggest issues, and this is another thing that I think men struggle with, is that they're the natural sexual leader, if you will, because they are hornier generally on an average day than their female bodied partners. So they're always kind of ready to go. It's part of our, their biologic wiring. They masturbate every day. Usually most men do. Most men wake up with a morning erection because of their testosterone bloom that comes in the morning. And so they hold the torch for the sexuality in a lot of monogamous heterosexual relationships. But what happens is that men are ready to go. They're already turned on. They're hard already. They have a hemodynamics that makes their penis just get hard. Where with women, we have the same amount of erectile tissue in our vulva, but it's, I always say it's like an English muffin. There's a lot of nooks and crannies that all the blood flow has to go into. So they get this zoom fast, you know, right into these three spongy, spongy noodles in their penis and boom, they've got an erection and they're, they're ready to go. Where for us, we need a lot of full body touch and verbal appreciation and heart connection and body stimulation and then vulva stimulation, manual stimulation, and then oral stimulation before we ever get to penetration. Yet most couples, the first thing they do is he gets a heart on and he's in there and he's yeah. calm and she's not even warmed up yet. And so the other thing that I try to explain is 
take slow down take your time spend way more time in pre-foreplay and foreplay and then when you finally get to penetration she'll be having orgasms with you and so i think that's one of the myths is that he doesn't understand how far back we are behind him in the arousal phase. And we need his help doing some of that heavy lifting to get the butter to melt into the nooks and crannies, the blood to come in to all three erectile systems in our vulva, the clitoral system, the urethral system, and the perineal system. We, we don't even know where these are or how to get them messed or yeah. engorged, which is the word we sex people use is engorgement, which is basically a clit hard on. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. got to get a clit boner. <laughs> so that's a big myth is he doesn't understand how far behind we are. He doesn't understand his orgasmic potential. He's thinking about leading us. So he's in his, you know, ruling, managing, strategizing brain. He's not coming and having incredible full body orgasms and showing us his pleasure and making sound. We're the ones that always have to do all the moaning for him. And we have to make all the sound to give him the feedback. Well, dude, how you doing over there? I'm trying to make as much pleasure for you as you're making for me. Give the girl, a, you know, throw the girl a bone, if you will, and not just the one on your pants. <laughs> we want to hear your pleasure. We want to see your pleasure. We want to feel your pleasure because yeah. we're tuning forks. I resonate when you resonate. And if you're just doing me instead of being with me, boring. Mm. Next. Yeah. And that really leads me on to what I was going to ask next, which is you say we've been laboring under a patriarchal view of sex. So yes. can you explain to the listeners what that is? And is there a matriarchal view? Yeah, why don't I just tell you what the matriarchal view is? Because the patriarchal view is the sex you've been having. <laughs> it's what we've been talking about, right? <laughs> exactly. It's I got hard and I'm sticking it in you. And then yeah. when I ejaculate, everything is over. There we go. Um, so the matriarchal view looks more like um, the expression of adoration. What do I love about you? What do I adore about you? What do I find sexy about you? Verbal, full body touch, starting on the outside erogenous zones and working your way in, not grabbing my pussy, God, not grabbing my nipples. That's the thing that men don't understand because the first thing they want is for us to touch their penis because that calms them down. But if the first thing that our male body partner does is grab our nipples or grab our crotch, that's way too much for us. So the notion of slowing down, slowing down some more, then slowing down again, and then actually becoming present, heart connected. What do women want? They want good grooming. They want emotional connection and they want lots of full body touch and orgasm, orgasmic pleasure, but they don't want it at the expense of they're feeling like they're being manipulated or just processed. They want you to be with them. So lots of holding, body massage, foot rubs, dirty talk in my ear, telling me I'm beautiful, kissing my cheeks and my forehead and stroking my hair, holding me, calming me, getting me out of my head and into my body, grounding me, and then kissing me and then 
making out with me and then putting your tongue in my mouth and then touching my breasts, but not my nipples. And then playing with more than just my nipples, playing with all of my breast tissue, sliding your hands up and down my body, petting me like a kitty, cupping my yoni, massaging my yoni, laying me down, butterflying my legs, getting warm oil and giving me a yoni massage, telling, giving me a breast massage, wiping the oil off of the soft towel in the candlelight with beautiful music, giving me a sip of water, and then going down on me, doing 69, giving each other oral. And then when I'm begging you to penetrate me, finally doing that and knowing how to use your penis like it is your heart, rather than a piston that you're banging me with. I'm not an engine. They Moving away from pornography and performance and into understanding your penis is like a pool cue. It has pivot points. It has deep thrusts and shallow thrusts. It has different speeds. And the entrance to my vagina is just as exquisite and awakened as feeling inside me taking breaks, not being in a hurry, holding me afterward, telling me the favorite things about the sex date, kissing me and loving me adoringly and thanking me. All of those kinds of things are what I would consider to be more of the matriarchal view of how sex mm -hmm. could go. And working on it before we get to the bedroom, not forgetting to romance me and take me out and move my body so you can move my emotions. And you just do Doing, just really being flirty with me all the time and seducing me, moving me toward pleasure, helping me get out of my head and into my body. These are the matriarchal ways of sex. Mm. Yeah. And it's so interesting because if we're thinking about patriarchy versus matriarchy, we feel like, well, matriarchy is just for women or just for vulva owners. But what you're saying about getting out of head and into the body is going to be beneficial for anyone and everyone that's involved. That process yes. is going to be beautiful for everyone. Yeah. If there's one thing you want the listeners to remember and think about, one specific takeaway from today, what would that be out of all the amazing things you've said? I would probably say just learning more about how, learning more about genital anatomy and how to how to pleasure her entire erectile tissue all the tissue not just rubbing the tip of her clit but getting her clit shaft erect getting the legs and arms of her clit to pump up with blood, uh, slowing down and really getting into her vulva. Yoni massage is the most incredibly orgasmic experience for women, taking her from flaccid to erect and knowing how to give her orgasms from all kinds of touch techniques to me is the Rosetta Stone, because, because her engorgement is the path for her to have orgasmic expansion then yoni massage giving her manual pleasure is how you get there yeah and i think that's another myth isn't it that vulva owners do get erections so yes. <laughs> we think i think a lot of people don't realize actually the clitoris gets erect of course it does yeah. so that's definitely another one that we've just busted right there yeah um 
I know that you have a gift for my listeners. What is it? Well, it was kind of inspired by Cam Frazier and oh. the episode that I listened to with him. Um, what I wanted to give you was a technique called thrust in time. Because I think it solves the two problems that couples struggle with the most. She doesn't come from intercourse and he comes too fast. And it really explains the penis pivot concept, which was created by one of my friends, Billy Sunday Mars. And he allowed me to use it in the book. And then it incorporates a, a, an ancient Taoist practice that is a, a, a thrusting technique that really helps women get to the point where they can have an orgasm just from penetration, while at the same time, it slows down the masculine's urge to ejaculate so that he doesn't come too fast. And it's a, it's a, it's a stroking count on a count of 10 with shallow strokes and long strokes worked that work together to get, to raise her her our our nervous systems have the sympathetic and parasympathetic and arousal is a stair step and you have to you one of the issues that when i tell men to slow down is that they they just want to start they just want to turn you on i've got to turn her on so they just start grabbing at us and start trying to turn us on instead of trying to relax us. Relaxation is the foundation of arousal. So this particular stroking, pumping, thrusting technique gives him the ability to stair step up her arousal while not taking his up too high too fast. Mm -hmm. So thrust in time at thrustintime.com is the gift that I have for you. And don't forget the sexual soulmate pact. If you're not the kind of person who can really say anything you want to say in the bedroom without your partner's feelings being hurt, where they're just like, thank you, babe. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Let me adjust. If they're not at that point yet, the sexual soulmate pact, or if you think you you don't say anything because you don't know what you want, but you know what you're getting isn't it, but you're not sure how you could give good feedback. So you're just quiet. It answers that too. That sounds incredible. I'm going to post all of that in the show notes page. That's Great. awesome. And yeah, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on my website at personallifemedia.com, which is where I've written thousands of articles for over a decade on everything you could possibly think about with regard to sex. So use the search box on wherever you're coming into the world of your own sexuality and what you're interested in exploring, because it is really a vast subject, as you well know, Becky. Mm -hmm. And then you can find me on Instagram if you're like, who's that Susan Bratton? She's interesting. I just want to see what she looks like. That's me, Susan Bratton on Instagram. And then I have a website called betterlover.com that has over 200 sex technique videos. So if you're like, how do I have an orgasm from intercourse? How do I awaken my G-spot? How do I have a squirting orgasm? What is a female ejaculation? How do I have more stamina? How do I use a penis pump? What's a P-shot or O-shot? Whatever, a million things on there that I've done all kinds of collaborations on sexual healing and how to use sex toys when you make love and all kinds of stuff. And that's at betterlover.com. So lots of free resources, nothing required to buy you can just have everything for free for another decade from me it's no problem at all I'm doing well and very happy to just give away a lot <laughs> wow incredible 
thank you so much. It's been such a dream to have you here. Oh, it's been so nice to be with you too. Thank you for having me on your show. And thank you for wanting to talk about what I think are some of the most fundamental misunderstandings that people have about sex. Yes. The whole clitoral erection thing is like big news. Let's get it out there. So thank you for helping me get it out there. It's been such a pleasure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>